The Golden Ticket. Beat Sport. Spotlight on Tokyo 2020. Thomas Barr is on his way. Thomas Barr is going to win this semi-final. And Thomas Barr blasts his way into the final of the 400-meter hurdles. He ran his race. He ran it superbly. And that is a magnificent Irish performance. And Thomas Barr is in the final. Well done, Thomas Barr. What a performance in Rio. Once I got into the heats, I was extremely nervous for the heats because I hadn't raced in a long time. I didn't know what kind of condition I was in. I ended up qualifying from my heat into the semi-final. Won my semi-final in an Irish record and got myself to the final. And I was on the ra- on the wave then. I was riding the side of the wave and felt, you know, almost unstoppable. And, and went in with this wave of confidence that I was going into an Olympic final. And like any other athlete out there, I was thinking, I'm going out here to get a medal. And I just fell, just fell short, so... Because I went in with so little expectation and came out with such a fantastic experience, it was it was absolutely amazing. Welcome to episode four of our spotlight on the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. Yesterday we focused on a Kilkenny Paralympian facing into her first ever Olympiad, while today we hear from a man whose first Olympic Games saw him shoot into the national consciousness. What makes the Olympics special and what makes it different is that external pressure or that external sort of view of the Olympics as being this massive, massive event. And it is a massive, massive event. Like, it is the biggest sporting stage in in the world every four years. Um, but it's, in terms of competition, when you actually get out on the track, it's the very same as the World Championships. So there's no difference between the quality of the field in that and in the Olympics. It's just the prestige that the Olympics has. However, Thomas Barr isn't the first Waterford native to make headlines on Olympics. Kevin McCarthy, Olympic historian, takes a look back into the year 1906 and the place was Athens. Peter O'Connor was the best uh, long jumper in the world uh, at the time. He broke the world record four times in the space of two years. He travelled over with a big Irish flag, which is still in existence. Uh, and they were really hoping that this was a chance to establish you know, Ireland winning an Olympic title and so on. When they got there, unfortunately for O'Connor, the British Olympic Association had been founded the year before and they were very much insistent that any athletes coming from any place that was technically part of the United Kingdom were to be entered as Great Britain. When he won, he won the gold medal in the triple jump and a second place in the uh, long jump, in fact. But after one of those events, he climbed the flagpole and waved his Irish flag in protest at the fact that his victories were being given to Britain instead. And one of his comrades, Con Leahy from Charleville, stood guard at the base of the flagpole to make sure that, that nobody tackled O'Connor to take it down. For Dungarvan woman and international youth race-walking champion Kate Feel, a hip injury, an unexpected pregnancy and COVID this year put an end to her hopes of competing at the last three Olympic Games. So she understands all too well the opportunity to represent her country at the Games is a privilege and not a right. I remember I went to London to the Olympics just to watch. There was actually a girl who won it from Russia who later did get uh, um, disqualified for doping. But at the time, even though she was older than me, you know, I would have raced against her and meddled in races that she would have meddled in. And it was really, really hard to watch. And I came back from there. And maybe it was that was a bad way to look at it, that ego as well. Probably I had for that, that I was like, I should have been there. That should have been me. or Because I knew I could have been. And I probably, instead of channeling that positively, it was the opposite because of the pain in my hip and stuff I just got demotivated I actually kind of hate the sport But with Ireland having their largest ever team at an Olympics Barra says you need to block out the public opposition to the Games You know any athlete in the, in the position of going for an Olympics that's you know that's something that we all aim toward um, it, it is going to be a very very different game um, 
in the fact that there is not going to be the crowds and stuff. Mm. But at the same time, everybody still has a choice as to whether or not they want to go, really. Um, it's just that the games will go ahead for those of us that want to or can go, uh, which is which is great. But uh, no, I didn't really think into it too much. Tomorrow we ask not only the scientific impact of the games going ahead, but also what it means for the legacy of not just Tokyo as a city, but the Olympic Games as a whole. The Golden Ticket. Beat Sports Spotlight on Tokyo 2020.